welcome to the Better With Wine podcast. We hope to make your day or evening or morning, whatever, better with wine. I'm Gracie. And I'm Elena. We ferment and filter all this gritty info for your drinking pleasure. So, this is exciting. We have one episode in the books (laughs) and this is our second episode. How are we feeling, Gracie? I'm really, I'm feeling good. Feeling really good. I am too. A productive week. Yeah. And I'm just I'm excited to get down to recording. <laughs> I look for like I was really nervous at first when we started recording the reference episodes and especially the trailer was such a pain. Yes. But now that we're actually in the thick of it, if yeah. you will, and the the stuff that we really wanted to do and the episodes that we yes. really wanted to kind of record and and be here for our listeners. I'm genuinely excited and looking forward to all of the recording Me episodes. Too. Like I'm like, is it is it Monday yet? <laughs> I know. And then hopefully we can just get better and better. Yep. And yes. Yeah. I'm excited for today, especially because I Same. love Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> oh my gosh, me too. Um, so we'll go ahead and I guess dive in to yeah, Sauvignon I'm Blanc. Down. Let's do it. So a little bit about Sauvignon Blanc. It is an indigenous grape from the Loire Valley region of France. It spans the Loire region valley, spans west to east along the Loire River. Loire is spelled L-O-I-R-E. Loire. 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 It looks like lawyer. Lo- not lawyer, but lore. Loire. Loire. And so the Loire River runs from the Atlantic coast what east into the middle in the heart mm-hmm. of France. Kind of so, towards the top. Well, I guess I guess yeah. it runs from the middle of France west out to the Atlantic o- yeah. Ocean. Yeah. That's another way to look at it. Um so the it, what it the this the beginning of it I guess in the country is right in the heart of France. Mm-hmm. So it's right in the smack dab middle. And it's also um at the very top northerly region, growing region within North America. So it has really cool climate, uh, relatively cool, cool climate. climate. Yeah, cool, okay. cool climate. So Sauvignon Blanc, ter- like the name, technically means white savage, but kind of t- breaking it down, the etymology, yeah. uh, Sauvignon derives from the French word sauvage, which means wild or untamed. And that also, you know, the cognitive for English for the English term, you know, Latin roots is uh, savage. So sauvage, savage, right? Savage. Yeah. So, So, and then blanc means white. So white savage. Yep. And, um, and that means, yeah. So it was named this way because it is a green grape, which is a white grape essentially. And the Sauvignon part, uh, the wine, the vines growing habits um, are very wild, if you will. They need to be maintained very specifically and the grape's flavor profile is very unique and it has its own wild characteristics so that's why it was kind of what i was named Sauvignon blanc it's a wild child it's a wild child i love it i love it too um and it is considered one of the best white wine matches for food oh that's interesting yeah so the climate and flavor profiles are primary so if we're talking about Sauvignon blanc genuinely just overall, it's going to be a bright, fresh, crisp white wine. Love it's it. going to be medium to high acidity, and it's going to be primarily light-bodied. It is primarily going to be dry. 
The times okay. that it will be a little, will have a little bit of sweetness or a little bit of residual sugar will be in warmer climates. Right. It is an aromatic wine. Aromatic? What does that mean? Aromatic is, I mean, if you break it down, it's an aroma. So right. if you get aromas in the glass, the smells that you get from the wine, they're super prominent. Okay. They're really big and bold. They hit you in the face. Okay. So we're aromatic, dry, crisp, light. Yes. I love it. Yes. I'm, I'm into it. It's so good. <laughs> it's very fresh. Yeah. I love it. Fresh. Um, the fruit pro characteristics, the main fruits that you're going to get are going to be grapefruit, lime, white peach, and tropical fruit sometimes. Yum. And the non-fruit is going to be mineral. Mineral. So minerality is going to be prominent. Minerals. Floral. It can be grassy with some other pyrazines like bell pepper or jalapeno sometimes. Okay. So that's general. Right. I'm going to break it down to th three growing regions that we will see commonly with Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. So the three regions are France, California, and uh, I should say regions. I should say countries. countries. Yeah. So France, California, and New Zealand. Cool. Within France. So they're all so different. They're all so different. <laughs> so far Other notable regions are Chile and South Africa, but okay. for brevity's sake, I'm going to just cover the yeah, three. The the and they're, they're the ones that people are mo most familiar with. I love it. Um, so in France, Sauvignon Blanc primarily, primarily grows in eastern Loire Valley. So that's the heart of France on the very end of the river on okay. the eastern side. Inland. Inland, gotcha. yes. Away from the ocean. Away from the ocean okay. uh, in the sub-regions of Sancerre and Pouilly-Fumé. 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 P-O-U-I-L-L-Y. Fumé. French is interesting. It's fun. I love it. I love French. <laughs> um, so Pouilly-Fumé and then also in Bordeaux, you'll see Sauvignon Blanc. Of course, of course. Um, Wait, so did Sauvignon Blancs? Okay, so Sauvignon Blanc started in the Loire Valley and not Bordeaux. Yeah, I learned that today. Yeah, <laughs> <I love> it. <laughs> so Sauvignon Blanc started in the Loire Valley in uh, Sancerre and Pouilly Fumé. That's where it was kind of discovered. It's I very love. old. It's a yeah. very old grape. Um, it's so old that they only kind of know one parent of the grape. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So I'm not even gonna. It's not even it's, important yeah. right now, so I'm not going to talk about it, but it's a very old grape, cool. and it started in the Loire Valley, and then it was brought to Bordeaux. Oh, okay. Love it. So uh, Pouilly, Fumé, and Sancerre are the two regions in the Loire Valley, and uh, that's where you're going to see most of your French Sauvignon Blancs. The Loire Valley... Um, Soil is going to be specifically needs to be noted because I'm not going to talk about the soil yeah. with the other regions, but this one is very unique because it's called Kimmeridgian clay. Kimmeridgian clay. I love that word, Kimmeridgian. It's, <laughs> it's so a good. Fun term. So, Kimmeridgian clay is a fossilized limestone and clay mix. Okay. So, if you think of when, you know, I guess the river had mm. all the animals and went on like back in like ancient times before or whatever, <laughs> before, way before us. We, uh, the, the, f there's a lot of fossilized limestone in that area. Okay. And then it's also broken up with, with clay and there's um, some fault lines up in there and whatnot. So it's a really cool, unique uh, soil makeup up there. Right. So that, and we kind of talked about this in the, one of our refer reference episodes where, the Sancerre region really imparts the terroir. We did, yeah. 
uh, I think it's our reference one episode when I we talked right. about terroir. Yes. And terroir, uh, the terroir of Sanseir region really, really speaks loudly um, because of this Kimmeridgian clay. Is that where we get the minerals from? In exactly. The because of the fossils. And yes. The yeah. Cool. yeah. 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 So it's a direct correlation. Exactly. Awesome. So um, the fruit, so you're really thinking about that minerality, but when we do the deductive tasting, we obviously talk about fruit first. Of course. Um, You're going to get lime and honeydew really loudly in in Sauvignon Blanc, in the French Sauvignon Blanc. Um, If it's made with some of the highest producers or the most popular and wealthy producers, you're going to get ruby red grapefruit and white Mm. peach. Super juicy. Um, non-fruits are obviously, we talked about the minerality, so specifically flint, chalky minerals, um, and then you can get light grass, grapefruit blossom, and then fennel. So that's fennel. really cool. Yeah. yeah. Puy fume comes from the name Puy sur Loire. Okay. So Puy, Puy is the city in Puy sur Loire. Okay. Sur in French is S-U-R, which means over. Uh-huh. And then Loire is obviously the river, so it means that city is north of oh, the river. The river, yeah. Cute. So Puy Fumé, the Fumé part comes from uh, Fumé means translates to smoke, right? And so they get that smoke flavor and that smoke characteristic from a Sauvignon Blanc from a higher flint and limestone density in the soil. Very cool. So you, if if you all are interested in a Puy Fumé, yeah, they're very fantastic. It's very 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 good. <laughs> uh, if you are interested in that Puy Fumé. Do not um, think that it's going to be so much different than like a Sancerre or anything. Just know that it's going to probably have a cool smokiness right, to it. Right, right, right. So, but you don't get to see a whole lot in white wine. Yeah. So it'd be actually really cool to taste a Sancerre and a Puy Fumé next side to each other side. because yeah. they're going to have very similar characteristics right. with a little bit of smokiness. Now, do they, do they oak age Puy Fumé? Because I know you can get smoke from oak barrels. No, I... I they you won't find Sauvignon so Blanc in general yeah. primarily. Yeah, the the you might see some oak aging in Bordeaux. Okay, but not really in in because it, so it takes just away from, from the soil. yeah, That's it's just so from cool. the soil. So it takes away from like okay, oak aging takes away from the flavor, the natural wildness of the flavor oh, okay. profiles of Sauvignon, the Sauvignon fresh Blanc. Citrusness. Yeah. So in Bordeaux, it's blended with Semillon and sometimes Muscadel for a white Bordeaux blend because in Bordeaux, it's only going to be blends. They're not going to have 100% varietals. Sure. Um, that Because of the two varietals blending with it, it's going to be more rounded on the palate and the fruit is going to be a, lo- a little bit more ripe because it's a warmer climate and the climate's also a little more maritime. So it has mm-hmm. that um, ocean influence and whatnot. Uh, and then honeyed flavors will be added to it with the Semillon. Pretty. Yeah, super pretty. Yeah, those pretty. are really, really nice, too. White Bordeaux. Yep. That's a short term. <laughs> so French Sauvignon Blancs are going to run a bit pricier, around $18 plus. Okay. Um, bet with the best in the $30 range. Oldest re- It is the oldest region of Sauvignon Blanc, and it truly is very high quality. Right. Uh, I will say this. We do have a disclaimer. We are in Louisville, Kentucky, so higher populated metropolitan areas might charge higher prices. Right. But It's that's, worth a try, though. I, I absolutely sell one at the restaurant, and I've always sold it. It's like, that is like the birthplace of Sauvignon Blanc. It's and so it's good. It's so true to its form there, and it's just, it's a really pretty expression. 100%. I love it. And 
you know, when you are choosing to spend that, you're going, it's, you're not going to, you're not going to, it's not a risk. You're Uh, going to get the quality. It's lovely. (laughs) It's so good. And, you know, you go to a restaurant, a lot of really good restaurants these days will carry a sans Mm -hmm. air. Mm -hmm. So if you don't want to buy, spend the bottle or buy a bottle, you can, you know, get a glass. Get a glass of it, yeah. Um... So next, we're going to talk about California. California. Savion Blanc was brought over to California in the late 1800s, post-gold rush, uh, shortly after Cab and Merlot, which are other Bordeaux varietals. Okay. Um, Because of its wildness and more vigorous growing patterns, it made out to be a little less popular to grow in California. Right. Because of... It's warm there, right? It's warmer, but also it's just people didn't want to... They were a little, I don't want to say lazy, but like in California, they were having such success with growing easier grapes and that they were wanting to just move it along. And Chardonnay was so much easier to grow. And so Sauvignon Blanc being more difficult, they're like, I don't, we don't have the The time or the energy to do it. Yeah. So it turned into being only top wineries who had the excess funds and the interest in growing Sauvignon Blanc to maintain the vines. Wow. that they decided to put their financial resources to growing Sauvignon Blanc because it's high ta- maintenance. It is. She's high, she's real high maintenance. She takes lots, <laughs> lots of extra effort, lots of care, self care. <laughs> oh no. Uh, yeah. So she, they had to hire extra hands right. and like extra sense. tools. And I wouldn't want to I mean, waste the time either. Well, same. those that do though, very worth it. Yeah, absolutely. California Sauvignon Blancs are primarily seen to be top quality and worth the extra dollars. So. Uh, the fruit profile you're going to get on them, it's going to be a little warmer climate. So you're going to get a lot more fruit on your palate and in your nose than you will maybe in Sauvignon Blanc or in uh, in France. So the fruit is going to be white peach, honeydew, grapefruit. Um, there is a range of grapefruit flavors, obviously. Mm-hmm. So we've got that ruby red, which is super sweet and juicy. And then you've got just a standard regular grapefruit, mm-hmm. uh, pink grapefruit, white which grapefruit. is going to be, or white gra- grapefruit, which are right. going to be more tart and... Better. Bitter, right. Yeah. So this one's going to be more of that other grapefruit. It's not quite the ruby red. Green apple and pineapple. Mm, pineapple, yummy. So cool. <laughs> and then non-fruits, you're going to get some gravelly minerals and light grass. You're not going to get a whole lot of other characteristics. It's very fruit forward in okay. California. So California's on the fruitier side. French were more of that mineral, um, limestone, still fruit, but more citrus. Where California were warmer, so those like ripe, more tropical fruits. Exactly. Are we still getting any minerals in California, or is it a little more, bit more gravelly, not but not as like limestone chalky, not in your, not cool. a lot in your face. Okay. You're gonna get some gravelly minerals, yeah. Maybe a little more approachable. I think so, especially if you're coming from Pinot Grigio. Yeah. You because certain Pinot Grigios can be a little fruitier. I guess it's whatever you're into, right? You want a fruitier style, get you California. If you want a more Funky, or I guess funky is not a good word, but no, it's, it, less it is. Pretty. It is. <laughs> okay, so Savion Blancs in California, because people chose, winemakers chose to um, grow Savion Blanc in high profile uh-huh. ways, they are going to start a little bit higher. So, right. starting point, starting price point for a Savion Blanc in California, I wouldn't go any lower than $15. I agree. And um, it will go up, move up from there. I think that you're going to get a really nice Sauvignon Blanc ca- from California at the 20 to $25 range. I think sure. that's a solid mm-hmm. um, place to be at. And honestly, like I said, with the French Sauvignon Blancs, 
it's not a risk. Once you I agree. W- that that's a really easy price point to be at and you know you're going to get a quality right. sauvignon blanc. Yeah, anything less than that, it's you never know what you're going to get. No. Yeah. Yeah. So, New Zealand is next. Um, New Zealand Sauvignon Blancs didn't come into the scene into the mid-1900s. It does have a long, somewhat of a long history, but it's not very rich. It's kind of dull and dry just because (laughs) of most recently there was a prohibition situation Mm. in in New Zealand. So they weren't even able to bottle wine until the mid-1900s. Yeah. So like here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Ours may have been shorter. It was, yeah, it was about 50, almost 50 years for them. Oh, my goodness. So... When it did come into light, when they were able to start bottling, the world was finally aware of how far the boundaries of wine could taste. So the vegetation in New Zealand is said to be unlike any in the world, and it truly opened the possibilities for the Sauvignon Blanc grape. So the fruit characteristics that you're going to get in Sauvignon Blanc, which is going to be unique, are passion fruit, ruby red grapefruit, pineapple. Wow. Yeah, it's going to be really juicy and tropical. So yummy. Totally. And then non-fruit, this is where Sauvignon Blanc thrives because Sauvignon Blanc, or sorry, New Zealand is very uh, green and vegetal in the lush landscape. It's also going to be very, it's going to bring that into the flavor profile of the Sauvignon Blanc. So it opens up to fresh greens, wild herbs, green tea, pyrazines are going to be very loud and fun and they're going to dance on your tongue. So you've got grass, snow peas, green beans, bell pepper, and then the florals that you're going to see, possibly gardenia and some fruit blossoms. Wow. Super yummy. New Zealand is, I'm loving it. It's so cool. <laughs> uh, I'm going to kind of mention Australia really quickly. I know that they're mm-hmm. completely separate countries. Yeah. Uh, but they're, they're in close. a very, yeah, they're in the Southern Hemisphere and right next to each other uh, geographically. So I'm going to mention them. Um, flavor profiles that you'll get from an uh, Australian Sauvignon Blanc are going to be kiwi and white peach, passion cool. fruit and bell pepper. Yeah. It's a little similar, but a little different. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The most affordable Sauvignon Blanc uh, in New is going to be New Zealand. Um, the good ones are going to start at twelve dollars, and it, there is absolutely zero need to spend any more than twenty five dollars a bottle. Um, you're going to get the best New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc at that twelve to sixteen dollar range yes. for a bottle. It's like. You're, you, they make a ton of Sauvignon Blanc. They make Zealand. so much Sauvignon Blanc, and they make it so well. They do. <laughs> um, one more thing that I do want to say is um, the so- that food pairing oh, really quickly yes. for Sauvignon Blanc before we move on to your section, Gracie. Okay. Um, food pairings are we start with? I start with. I like to start with herbs. Sure, love it because herbs are, I guess, the foundation of any. Uh, plate that you make so any dish or whatever so um anything green any really any green that herb that's green so all herbs i love that (laughs) um favorites are basil cilantro parsley chives Mm -hmm. rosemary i personally Mm, love tarragon mint fennel dill and thyme those are my favorites so all the other more basic ones of cilantro basil parsley those chives those are you know go-tos but i really love those really earthy and uh whatever so um you it's this is a very fresh wine obviously so it can go with vegetables it can Mm -hmm. go with meat but it's primarily about that flavor that herb the herbal flavor so and it's light 
It is light, so it goes really well with seafood. So sea bass, tilapia, cod, halibut, mussels, crab, lobster, all of of that. White wine (laughs) or white meats, if you want to eat white meats with it. Uh, Turkey, pork, and chicken. Uh, So stay away from steak. Definitely stay away from steak for this. Yeah. Um, And then the best pairing. Okay. For Sauvignon Blanc. It's just like, hands down, this is the most perfect Drum pairing for Savion Blanc. <laughs> goat cheese. Yes, I was hoping you would say that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Especially Sancerre and goat cheese. Sancerre and goat cheese is the most perfect pairing. Come from the same regions. Uh, so if you get a uh, charcuterie board, make mm-hmm. sure that there is some goat cheese on it if you plan on drinking some Savion Blanc. And I'll do you one better. Herbed goat cheese. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. There's some herbs in there and it is like done uh yogurt and creme fraiche are also really good to go with it um dish specifically that i was like thinking about when i was like typing this out Mm -hmm. would be halibut Mm -hmm. so i like to do contrasting and comparing so there's contrasting and complementing um food pairings with wines we really Mm -hmm. haven't gotten into this but i think that really quickly i can kind of talk about it so like complementing wine or complementing pairings are going to be wines that are mirror the same flavors that you get from that wine. So, mm-hmm. for example, if we were getting the grapefruit from the wine, we would want to pair it with a grapefruit on the side. Right. Uh, contrasting is going to probably contrast either. I, I don't really contrast the flavor, but I contrast the structure. Definitely. So this is going to be light and crisp. Yeah. So I want to have like a creamy and buttery, if you to, will. Yeah, acidity will cut right to, through all of that. Right, fat. to balance yep. that out. So the thing that the the... The dish that was coming to mind, or at least the main entree that was coming to mind mm-hmm. for this was when I saw halibut, I was like, yes, halibut. Halibut with a tarragon buttercream sauce. Yum. I mean, yeah. Sounds yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah. With some maybe like grilled asparagus on the side. Yeah. I'm with it. Yeah. I'm there. Totally. So I think that would be an absolutely now, would delicious. Now French, California, or New Zealand with that? I would drink French or New Zealand. Love it. I don't think I would drink California. California might be a bit too juicy, tropical, juicy, fruity. I yeah. agree. I, I mean, want I want more pyrazine and I want more um, mineral, mineral in that. For sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm there with you. Cool. Love it. So I have some fun facts about Sauvignon Blanc. Is where we're going to start. Okay, let's do it. Um, so the first, generally, the first Friday in May is International Sauvignon Blanc Day. So, first Friday in May, it's the perfect time to drink Sauvignon Blanc. So, I whoever did this is a oh, genius. Oh, perfect. Warm weather, at least where we are. Um, it's National Sauvi- International Sauvignon Blanc Day. So, that's everywhere. Which okay, I, thought was I love that. So, first Saturday in May? Uh, Friday. First Friday. Oh, that's perfect. So, that's Oaks Day right. here in Louisville. It's Oaks right Day here in Louisville. It's also just right when you get off it's work beautiful. if you're not here in louisville we already have it off yeah but <laughs> the whole city <laughs> shut down <laughs> um but if you're not here in louisville it's just right after you get off work right. happy hour time it's the most perfect way to want it's like sauvignon blanc's wonderful too because it's very chuggable i sh- probably shouldn't say that but it's easy drinking to it's wear so easy drinking. we like to call it a patio pounder at the restaurant it's a good way to sell <laughs> it like a porch pounder because it's just great for warm weather and you know, it's it's great. We, I was saying it's great as a food wine, but it's also it great is. to drink by itself. Oh, it 100% is. It's one of those white wines that absolutely, it's got so much going on where it can. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about Puy Fume. Have you heard of Fume Blanc? I know you have. 
<laughs> I've had I've heard of it, but like so, I don't really know what the difference Fumé is. Fumé Blanc is a term coined by Robert Mondavi in California in okay. the 60s. And Fumé, you told us, means smoke. Yeah. Blanc means white, so white smoke. It is literally just a marketing ploy to sell <laughs> Sauvignon Blanc in California. So it wasn't very popular in the beginning. People didn't know what it was. Everyone was all about Chardonnay, Chardonnay, Merlot, Cabernet. But Sauvignon Blanc, Robert Mondavi was doing re- really well with it, but he couldn't sell it to save his life. So all he did was slapped Fumé Blanc on the label. So it's People similar. Thought it was fancy. People <laughs> thought it was like, like Pouille Fumé. Yeah. Or I guess so. And, and and he does sometimes oh. age it in oak, so it does maybe give off some smoky notes. But literally, it just made it sound fancier, and people dug wow. it. They were like, oh, I'll try this. Fumé Blanc. I'm so fancy. <laughs> <laughs> but really, all it is is Sauvignon Blanc from California. Oh, wow. That's interesting. And he did that, and other people started following along, and... Fumé Blanc is just another way so to sell Sauvignon I don't really Blanc. see Fumé Blanc anymore. I don't either as much. And I think it's because people have cracked the code. Figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> or people maybe just now recognize and appreciate Sauvignon Blanc from California. Okay. I think people it's are like, It's become yeah, its own I'll thing now. Yeah, yeah, I think because it is really good stuff. Yeah. Okay, what's next? Oh, I thought this was really cool. So we're in the middle of a pandemic, right? Yes. <laughs> 2020. Still. <laughs> Sauvignon Blanc sales rose 38% during the pandemic. One of the largest areas for alcohol growth during this time. Oh, my God. Yeah, 38%. That's and let me tell you, massive. Sauvignon Blanc has already, was already popular. People have, like, that's one of people's so go-to they, grapes. So they wanted a wine that they could pound. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just goes to They see just wanted what a wine they could like, chug. Yes, give me <laughs> bottles and bottles of Sauvignon Blanc so I can just down them after my work from home life. <laughs> or something that's not as high in alcohol so exactly. I can drink while I'm working. Oh, seriously. <laughs> oh, seriously. I love it. Um, so we know C- New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc is wildly famous and wildly popular. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but I thought this was interesting. So in 2009, New Zealand... Sauvignon Blanc overtook Chardonnay. <laughs> New Zealand. Did I say that weird? New, New Zealand. Zealand. <laughs> New Zealand. Your <laughs> Kentucky accent coming out. <laughs> I can't help it. It's funny. I don't know what to say. New Zealand. I would say it. New New Zealand. <laughs> Sauvignon Blanc overtook Chardonnay as Australia's biggest selling white wine in 2009. So oh, wow. Previously, That's huge. To 2009, Australians were all about, and this kind of speaks to the California thing too with the Puy Fumé. They were all about their Chardonnay, and Australian Chardonnay is fantastic. Well, it, like I was saying, Chardonnay is easier to grow. It is. And so what, I guess once people started realizing, okay, if we can actually manage growing the yeah. Sauvignon Blanc, it's worth it. Yeah, so now they all love drinking New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc, which I think is crazy. So it currently accounts for around 40% of all of white wine sold in the country, with New Zealand white taking up most of that share. Wow. Which is so crazy. I mean, they make their own wine, but people are still wanting their neighbor's Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah. Which I thought was cute. That's really cool. So I did some research on um, celebrities that make wine. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Okay, and tell me And I have a list of, if anyone's interested, celebrities and Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. And I'm going to see, I mean, you should know all of these. So Mary J. Blige. Yes. Have you had her wine? Sun Goddess? Yes. How'd you know? 
I've never had it before. I've never had it. I've never had it, but she ha- makes a few Sun Goddess. So she it's does. like Pinot Grigio. She does. A rosé from Pinot Grigio and Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah, and then a Riesling. And I, love the name. I think a Riesling. She might maybe? make a Riesling. I'm not sure. Or a Chardonnay. I'm not sure. But anyway. Yeah, I'm not sure either. But I know it's a Sauvignon Blanc and a Pinot Grigio yes. for sure. Yes, That's for amazing. Sure. Yeah. So I thought that was yeah. cute. And I love the name Sun Goddess because it is. And what you the are label's when really you drink cool. It. So the label of the wine is her face with a record around it oh cute and it looks like a sun a sun it's very and it's gold so it's like I a shimmery it. gold it's very cool i love it um dave matthews also makes a sauvignon oh, blanc didn't know that i'm sure you've seen dreaming tree wines it's got oh like a it's him yeah it i've him. seen dreaming tree i, know, I didn't I know no that was idea. him i had no idea makes sense he makes a cab a blend a pinot a shard a sauvignon blanc and a rosé i wonder how good they are i do too so it's all california a lot of these are California, and it's funny, looking at this list, it's a lot of artists, like music music artists. So, um, Pat Monahan from Train has a Sauvignon Blanc. Oh. He owns Save Me San Francisco Wine Company. Never heard of that. I hadn't either. And he makes um, Bulletproof Picasso Sauvignon Blanc under that label. Okay. Also, Soul Sister Pinot Noir and Hella Fine Merlot. <laughs> Sorry, that was really loud. <laughs> I'm glad you like it. <laughs> Hello, oh, Fine Merlot. What a great name. I would probably buy that just because of the label. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> but little do you know, it's Pat Monahan from Train. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Yao Ming. Do you remember yes. Yao Ming? Really yeah, 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 tall yeah, yeah. basketball player. Yeah, yeah. He makes a Sauvignon Blanc that retails for $35 a bottle. Oh, yeah. Go I Yao Ming. I really want to try it. It's really expensive. What's it called? Uh, it's just Yao Family Wines. Yeah. I'm here for it. I am too. I just thought that was let's get that probably the here. most random one on my list. Let's yeah, get that on here. Wine. Okay, let's work on it. And then lastly, of course, Sarah Jessica Parker. It makes sense for her to make a Sauvignon Definitely. Blanc. Definitely. And hers is New Zealand. Okay. Which also makes sense. Yeah. Her label is called In Vivo. Interesting. Yeah, I thought that was cute. Um, okay. I thought this was kind of cute. Um, Archer Roos Collective is a Boston-based wine brand that produces worldly wines... For the curious and planet-friendly formats. That's from their website, obviously. I did not make that up. Um, so they are going... They've partnered with JetBlue, and they are going to be the first canned wine served in flight on JetBlue. Which oh, I was that's really cool. And this makes me wonder, how do you feel about canned wine? Uh, I don't have an opinion, because I've never had it. I haven't either. I mean, I've had it, but I think I've poured it I don't it know if I like the idea, because obviously wine is, st- is fermented in stainless steel, Right. But I don't know how I feel about it sitting in aluminum. Aluminum for so long. Yeah. I get that. I get that. I feel like that might I impart think, some flavor. I think it could work with a Sauvignon Blanc, though, because it's so crisp and yeah, so Yeah, I agree. I agree. That makes sense. It might work. But I think if I even, even if I did order a canned wine on a plane, I think I would still pour it in a glass <laughs> to drink it. Y- yeah. I don't think i drink it out of the can. Well, I already, especially in a plane, I already, if I get, you know, like a Sprite or something, I yeah. pour it out of the can. I do, too. I do too. But like alcohol in a can just makes me think beer. Wine is like you drink it out of a glass. Yes. Or a cup. Well, I mean, part of wine experience is the aroma. I agree. So you want to have that. Do you want to be able to have your nose in it so you can smell it? Well, yeah. And I mean, I guess if you're on a plane and you're just down for a buzz, who cares what it smells like? Who cares what it tastes (laughs) like? I know a lot of people take canned wine hiking. And that's like obviously who you're not going to be smelling sense. a wine at the top of a mountain. But 
Yeah, I think canned wine is interesting. So they're doing a Sauvignon Blanc and a Provencal. I don't have rose. anything against it. I just I don't, don't know. I haven't tried it. We should try some. Yeah, I we agree. should go on a hike and take some canned wine. It's okay. <laughs> and take our take, take the mics with us. Oh, we and could. The, yeah, and take the dogs. Well, and the dogs. <laughs> That'd be cute. And then we can review our canned wine in the woods. Yes. <laughs> okay. Let's do it. And we'll get I'm like the with the it. with the bugs and the and the leaves and the birds. Yes. And that would be oh, really cool. Okay. okay, I like it. Stay tuned for our springtime. <laughs> Maybe we'll do it the first Friday in May. <laughs> We're so cute. Okay. Okay, my last thing. Um yes, my last thing here is so I know we talked about notes in Sauvignon Blanc. There's some really weird wine descriptors associated with Sauvignon Blanc. I don't know if you know where I'm going with this. Maybe. Cat, cats pee. Oh, yeah. We need to talk about this. <laughs> so I, I associate that more with Riesling. Okay. I a little see bit. That. I could see that. But, but yeah, I do understand. Yes, 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 yes. yes. So people say, and we have, I mean, we've experienced it, but one of those wine descriptors in Sauvignon Blanc is cat's urine. Like literally pee. Cat's pee is what they call it. And, it's, and another term for it is called boxwood. It's just like that funky or organic. Okay. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. It's well. It's okay. So cat pee, that you what you smell when you smell cat pee. Yeah. It's ammonia. There you go. Oh, that makes more sense to me. Yeah. Interesting. So it's just that. Yes. It's just a high minerality. And they so cat's pee and what there's a component in cat's pee that's also in Sauvignon some Sauvignon Blancs. So it's maybe a touch of so that's like why it smells like that. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. It sounds gross, but some people I mean people love it. People like it. It's not like a bad thing. I mean, okay, we are going to talk about a lot of things that are characteristics in wine that uh-huh. sound weird, but we really like. Yes. And, yes. And so I I'm going to apologize ahead <laughs> of time, but I'm not really I'm sorry, I'm not sorry if you will. Um, get used to it. So my next one. Get used to the (laughs) freaking weird ones. My next one is sweaty armpit. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'm thinking like mushroom or wet, like mud or like. I'm like, we got sweaty armpits, armpits, cat pee, gasoline, like all of these other characteristics that sound absolutely awful. Yeah. But. There's no other way to describe them, but they're not bad. A grape, and it's not. A, it's you're not like actually. actually you're not actually armpit. drinking. <laughs> <or> <laughs> drinking cappy. <laughs> but I didn't know this about the sweaty armpit. We talked about that's passion fruit cool. in New Zealand. It's a little it's funky, yeah. Part of the passion fruit aroma. Interesting. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, there's several others. Asparagus, I think is. I've always thought that was weird. A weird. Asparagus pyridine, is funky, but it, you we do pick it up in Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah, asparagus. Yeah. And then there was one we were talking about earlier. Oh, rubber hose, garden hose, like a yeah, freshly like cut a fresh garden hose. It's just so unique. <laughs> so unique. It's so specific. It's like, okay, we probably sound ridiculous. <laughs> but those are my fun facts for That's Sauvignon amazing. Those were, that was them. such a good list. I'm I love glad. them. It's fun. It's fun researching them. It is. It's like I learned stuff too. So, okay, let's go ahead. Do you want to, you're ready to taste wine? I am so ready to taste let's some wine. Freak, so we've already been drinking a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we had to try them before we recorded, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and taste some wine. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Starting off with the California Beetlejuice. We have in our glass, uh, it's really quite super clear, yep. super clear, very pale in color, hardly any color at all honestly it's it's very pale straw light straw yeah lots of silver flecks with a touch of green Mm -hmm. so i guess we didn't really talk much about secondary 
coloring. Where do you find the silver and the green? I find the silver and the green in the reflections. I do too. And around the rim. You and around the rim. Really watery. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have little to no staining and little to no tears. So the staining, you're not going to find a whole lot with white wine. You might find it in Chardonnay, but that because it's yeah. a, or, or very thick skinned, really golden colored wine, white wines. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not going to find a whole lot in this lighter colored wines. The tears, uh, are indicative, or I should say indic indicate alcohol. The tears indicate alcohol. And so when we swirl the glass, if the tears drop down, then it can indicate high alcohol. If we don't see a whole lot of tears, it's going to be lower alcohol. And I'm not seeing hardly yeah. any tears at all. So Me I'm either. going to say it's lower alcohol. For sure. Uh, on the nose, we assess the aroma. Um, it's definitely going to be a moderate to powerful aroma on this one. Yeah, Sauvignon Blanc is an, an aromatic, aromatic variety. <laughs> aromatic it jumps out of the glass yeah that i love that saying <laughs> it jumps out of the glass it hits you in the face yeah, it smacks you around face. a little bit um it's, it's definitely very youthful yes. so that means it's fresh you don't think it, you can't smell that it's aging or anything yes. like that it's it's made very recently we typically don't want to hang on to these for too long yeah Sauvignon blanc you want to drink pretty pretty young yeah. especially new zealand I think we're doing a 2017 with the Beetlejuice. So the Beetlejuice had a little is bit of time. 2017, yes, California. Lovely. Okay, yeah. so fruit, new, uh, notes of fruit that I'm getting. Uh, it's this very, this is very juicy on the nose. Yes. Um, lime, peach. Uh, we get a touch of mango. Definitely some honeydew and um, yeah. Yeah, that melon. That melon is really prominent. Um, Lemon. The citrus, specifically, because citrus is going to be very prominent with Sauvignon Blanc, is uh, lime, and I'm getting yeah, I'm getting lemon too, mm-hmm. like lemon peel. Lemon peel. I'm getting lime juice. Yeah. For sure. So there's different ways to get citrus. You can get the juice, the pith, which is the the white stuff. The white. <laughs> <laughs> this like the the segment separators. Yeah. Yeah. And then there you go. Uh, Peel, Peel, juice, flesh. Yeah. Yeah. Think the actual, if you're holding half a lemon, all the components on the inside. Yeah. So the pith and the peel are going to have, the pith is going to be way more bitter. Mm -hmm. The peel is going to be more aromatic and like zesty, I feel Zesty, yeah. Yeah. And then the the juice is going to be obviously juicier, a little sweeter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so lime, peach, I get a touch of mango, and then quite a bit of honeydew. And then the character, the fruit, the fruit character is going to be ripe and fresh. So they're not, this is definitely not baked. This is definitely not jammy. This This is is right off the vine. Right off the vine, but right at the vine at the perfect time. For sure. Non-fruit. Non-fruits, uh, it's going to be, it's actually quite green on the nose. Yes. Those pyrazines are shining. Mm Mm-hmm. Grass, lemongrass. I get a bit of hint of fennel. Love it. A little fennel bulb. Excuse me. Uh, and a, I get a touch of mineral as well. Definitely. Fruit, Anything else? Fruit is definitely the big factor for me. I here. definitely get a lot of fruit on this one. Yeah. Which is consistent. And the piercing. With so. what we were discussing. This is true. With whatever. So California. And we're in Napa Valley. And we are in Napa. So we are in a cooler spart of, spart, <laughs> part of California. <laughs> um, down below. Um, 
it's consistent with what we were talking about mm-hmm. with what flavor profiles you're going to get from Sauvignon Blanc in California. It's definitely going to be more fruit yeah, forward. Definitely. Definitely. And I'm getting no oak. No oak on this. Um, palette dry is what we think. Mm-hmm. Definitely dry. Definitely dry. <laughs> Crazy high acid. Woo. All right. Let's do the acid test together. All right. So the acid... Yeah, so swirl that wine in your mouth. Swirl it around. Swallow it. Get a second. Get a second sip. Yep. Swirl it around, and then put your chin to your chest. So you like swallow first. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. Swallow. Make sure to swallow. You don't want to like spit it out. Spill wine all over your <laughs> chest. Um, once you swallow the second <laughs> sip, do your chin to your chest. So you're looking down. Your nose is in your lap almost. Uh, or pointed towards your lap. And if your mouth Ooh. fills with saliva and, and you almost drooling. choke on it from how much <laughs> saliva is in your mouth, that's high acid. High acid. This is very high this acid. This is a great example of high acid in white wine. Yes. And it is like, whoa. When you, yeah. I mean, I just did it for a third time and yeah, I'm still getting saliva. I can't even. It's very good. Um. So, yeah, very high acid. Absolutely no tannin, obviously. Um, and... Yeah, so fruit characteristics, key lime. So I I I think that the lime transformed juice a bit. transformed a little bit to a little bit more I like it. sweeter, lighter, yes. uh, more tropical key lime. It does taste more tropical than it smells, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, lemon peel, still get that melon. And I actually, I, I want to add the addition of pineapple to this Love flavor it. profile. So yeah, definitely pineapple on. on. It's a lot going on. Lots of but fruits. But it's super easy to drink. So easy, and it, I again the condition of the fruit is going to be ripe. It's yeah. very juicy. It stays about the same as the nose. Non fruits, uh, we are getting less grass on the palate. Mm-hmm. We get a touch of herbs still, uh, and it's very high mineral content or flavors, I should say, uh, and a bit of white blossoms. So white flower blossoms, mm-hmm. I think, would be really nice way to describe it too. It's well balanced, very well balanced. I mean, that acid is so high, but it doesn't overwhelm overwhelm anything you know it It doesn't it's it's correct i think that with that high acid and all the flavors it just it they 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 make each other happy i agree yeah it's a happy little wine it's a happy wine (laughs) (laughs) uh there's a medium finish so i think yeah it doesn't linger but it doesn't it dissipates super it keeps me wanting more but i also can sit it down for a second and enjoy it for sure but not too long because i want more (laughs) and it's not super high alcohol like we said with the tearing it doesn't taste warm it's definitely light fresh and crisp and i would say about medium complexity i don't think that this is this has a lot going on but i don't think i've definitely tasted wines that are way more complex oh yeah so i think this is you don't want it too complex because you'll have to sit there and think about it every time you you drink it this is really perfect type of wine easy this is Sauvignon Blanc is one of my go-to wines yeah because same. it's like so easy and I know I'm gonna yeah. like it <laughs> it's like I don't know what I want I'll just get Sauvignon Blanc especially at a mm-hmm. restaurant it's a pretty safe bet usually got some pretty good ones it's so good okay now we're gonna crack open that New Zealand New Zealand walnut block it's uh so walnut block wines Mm. Uh, it's a tw- this is one's a 2019 Sauvignon Blanc, so it's a little more Super fresh. Fresh, yeah. Which you'll s- note with a lot of New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. This is specifically from Marlboro. 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 Like the I cigarettes. Think- <laughs> Marlboro. Marlboro. 
Marlboro. Marlboro. <laughs> <laughs> Your Kentucky accent. I, I love it. Marlboro. <laughs> All right, let's taste this one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, that was good, though. All right, so this one looks a little deeper um, than da, 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 da. the previous one. Not that it's yeah, dark Yeah, so this or is still very clear. Um, straw. So we had pale straw with the last one. This is just a little bit more color to it, a little more yellow. So I would call it straw. Um, and I'm still seeing quite a bit of silver and green secondary yeah, colors. Sure. Which is common. Yeah, it's very shiny. Very would have sparkles if it had the Kira Kira filter on it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> um She's sparkly. Little to no staining again. And uh there are a little more tears than the last one. So I'm gonna say a little higher alcohol. And um Yeah. yeah. Let's smell it. Than the last one. Oh, this is a powerful, powerful, powerful aroma. Powerful. <laughs> I'm getting an Australian accent all of a sudden. <laughs> You're just really into our accents tonight. Apparently. Uh, very youthful. Mm-hmm. Uh, fruit. Lots of it. Lots <laughs> of fruit. This is such a fruity, juicy, fruity one. Yum. Juicy fruit? Juicy fruit. No. Grapefruit. So, passion fruit. Totally. Juicy grapefruit, orange peel, a little bit of orange peel in that. Mm-hmm. Um, lemon and lime juice. It's like all the citruses. And then definitely getting that tropical passion fruit and mango. Yeah. And that ruby red. Yeah. Sorry. I'm like. <sighs> it smells so good. It smells so good. Very ripe. Non-fruit, salin- it's salinity. Uh, ugh high salinity so i'm getting a lot of that salt water influence that mm-hmm. ocean air influence you can, um, you can smell the ocean breeze you can definitely smell the ocean breeze uh white flowers and i don't know about you but i'm still not getting a whole lot of pyrazine on this i'm not either surprisingly yeah so no, not really a whole lot of pyrazine on the on nose, the nose. Least, yeah. yeah on the nose and definitely no oak on this either on the palate is this dry mm. sure mm. is mmm <laughs> I love that. That is so good. Acid test. Not as much drool, so I would say it's lower in acidity than the previous wine, but yeah. definitely still up there. Yeah. Uh, still high acid. It's not going to be as high acid, but I would st- still say high. We might call it, yeah, moderate plus. Moderate to plus. high. Yeah. Or whatever. I like that. Uh, fruit on this. Uh, I stick with my what I said earlier with the grapefruit, but I'm going to actually call it ruby red. This yeah. is a sweet, juicy, ruby red grapefruit. Um, definitely passion fruit. It's very citrusy. Uh, condition of the fruit is juicy and tart. Yummy. It's quite lovely. Um, non-fruits. We're getting a lot of minerals still. Mm-hmm. Uh, that salinity is coming through a little bit. We've got some... Uh, we are getting a little bit of grass, a mm-hmm. little bit of pyrazine. Um and then something I noticed when we tasted this earlier, and I'm getting it now that I still now that I've said oh, it and it's yeah. clicked with me, um, it's so it's on my palate and it's lingering. It's sitting there and I'm thinking about it. I'm chewing on the air that's still on my palate, and I'm getting green bean on the back end. So like, like a, a very freshly, freshly picked green bean, mm. you wash it, crunchy. Yep. Pop it in your mouth. No cooking at all. So it's just like a, a raw, freshly crisp green bean right, ripe in the summer. That's a pyrazine. So that's that's a pyrazine. So I'm not getting it super intense in the front end, but it's on the back end. Like once it's my, I've swallowed the wine, 
and it's sitting there for a minute on my palate. I can't get it, but I really want it. <laughs> it'll co- it'll get there for me, maybe. <laughs> maybe it's my own pH level. No, I, yeah, that. I mean, that's yeah. I love it. Uh, medium plus acid, all the citrus. I think I think we did say this. Um, all the citrus that we are tasting is probably deceiving how much acid is in there. I agree. So uh, yes, because it does feel very tart. It feels very tart, but that's just because of the citrus. But the citrus condition is still ripe. It's not tart right. condition. Right, right, right. So I think just because of all the citrus, it's confusing maybe the palate a little bit, or it can be confusing of the palate that of it being high acid. I agree. Uh, it is round to lean. It has a little bit more mouthfeel. Or sorry, it has a little bit leaner mouthfeel than the Beetlejuice. But it still has a really nice uh, weight to it for a Sauvignon Blanc. Um, frankly, I think this is very well balanced and, um, I agree with I how this. tart the citrus is. I don't miss a whole lot of pyrazine. I don't miss it. I don't either. I'm I kind of, I, I will say this. I'm a touch disappointed that there's not as much pyrazine because that's what New Zealand is supposed to be known for, Yeah. but it is so good. And the fruit on this is just the condition of this fruit and then just like so the good. ruby red and the passion fruit are, are just so dangerous. pretty. They're very dangerous. <laughs> I could accidentally drink a whole bottle of this. <laughs> I'm going to say this is a medium to medium plus finish for me because I'm able to, it's Still lasts on my too. palate. It lasts on my palate long enough to get that green bean. Yeah, I agree. Um, cool. So, so I think we already talked about this. The Beetlejuice was $20. Walnut Block was 13 mm-hmm. Uh If you guys have any questions, I hope you enjoyed these wines with us. These are, these are awesome. And there is a whole wide world of Sauvignon Blanc out there. Yeah. Explore it. So I hope you guys drank these with us and you also enjoyed them. If you have any questions about them, please let us know. know. We love to talk about it. We sure do. And if there's any Sauvignon Blanc that you love, let us know. Yeah. We'll we'll try it out. See what we think. Definitely. Always down for a recommendation. Totally. So to summarize, Sauvignon Blanc is a bright, fresh, crisp white wine that's great to pair with food, but also really, really awesome to drink on its own. It will have high acidity, medium alcohol. It is a very aromatic style of wine, primarily dry to slight residual sugar in some warmer regions. The Loire Valley, specifically Sancerre, will have lime, honeydew, light grass, flint, and limestone in the flavor profile. And in Pouille Fumé, it'll have a bit of smoke. It is most expensive of the Sauvignon Blancs at $18 plus for a bottle at the grocery store or liquor store. In California, it is a warmer region, so there's going to be more fruit with honeydew, tart grapefruit, green apple, gravelly minerals, and light grass. It is in the medium price range of $15 to $25. New Zealand is high acid, some residual sugar, it's going to have passion fruit, ruby red grapefruit, grass, herbs, and strong pyrazines like bell pepper and green beans. It is most affordable at the $12 to $20 range. All right, next segment is the quiz segment. Yes, oh my gosh, you're, you're going to quiz me. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what to expect. Well, you're not expected to know the answers. I did do multiple choice Okay. to make it a little easier. Thank you. Um, and there's three questions. Okay. So it's pass or fail. Okay. No, oh my kidding. god. <laughs> okay, so I know we didn't talk about Sauvignon Blanc. We touched on Sauvignon Blanc in Bordeaux. Mm-hmm. Um, they make a fantastic dessert wine, late harvest wine, super sweet wine with Sauvignon Blanc in Bordeaux called Sauternes. Mm-hmm. Comes from Sauternes. 
So I'm referencing that style of wine in this question, which we will we will get to eventually. So Chateau de Yaquem, which okay. you've heard of, yep. is like the top producer of sauternes. It is wildly expensive and delicious, and it they can only make the wine if, if the weather is right that year. So my question, Chateau de Yaquem is a very delicious high-end sauternes producer in Bordeaux. Their 1787 vintage is one of their most renowned. How much does a bottle of Chateau de Kim 1787 go for? Jesus, that is a old ass bottle of wine. <laughs> yes, it is. Do you want? Okay, so choice? I know that. Let me do a little bit of deduction. I love it. So I know that a 2003 Chateau de Kim yeah. is. At a 750 milliliter bottle, okay, is almost seven hundred dollars. That's expensive. Yeah. So a seventeen hundred eighty-seven. Yeah, yes. you're seventeen hundred eighty-seven. I'm gonna say it's um ab- above ten thousand. Okay. So the four answers you can pick from uh-huh. is ten thousand okay. dollars, fifty thousand dollars, okay, three hundred thousand dollars, or two hundred thousand dollars. I'm going to say 50000 Guess again. No. Okay. Um, 200000 Yes. Okay. $200,000. So I was accurate. It's you over $10,000. Yes. <laughs> you were exactly right in that aspect. Oh, my gosh. Does it actually still exist? I think it might. I think some people probably still have a... I don't know. I tried looking up how many they made, and I couldn't figure it out. Wow. Um, this The year was colder than average, so it was, had a hard time... I know we haven't talked about Tritus or anything, but it wasn't even like the perfect year for, I don't know why it was so, so exciting for people, but wow, yeah, $200,000. I thought that'd be fun because we talked about the um, really the, expensive cab. In the yes, <laughs> I love it. That's great. Okay. So the next question doesn't necessarily have to do with Sauvignon Blanc, but I thought it was super interesting. So question is how many grapes, individual grapes, does it take to make a standard bottle of wine? Oh, you geez. might know this. I didn't, but you might. <laughs> and I have I have um, multiple choice if you need it. Okay. I'm going to do a visual deduction. Okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's a thinker. Uh, 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 I'm going to say 2,000? Nope. Okay. Am I high or low? You are too high. Okay. So I'm going to say 700. Still too high. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm multiple choice. Okay. So it's either about 200 grapes. Okay. About 500 grapes, about 10 grapes or about 75 grapes. Okay. I'm going to say the first one, A. 200? Yeah. Yes. Ding, okay. ding, ding. And that is about. So I just went as a zero off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. I thought you were oh going to get it. And that's 2.5 pounds of grapes for another uh, That makes sense. Does it? I know. I can't really wrap my head around it. So... Like, how many grapes would fit in a wine bottle? <laughs> That's kind of the way I was looking at it. But then I know you crush them and whatever. Yeah. Well, I was thinking of the volume of a grape. Mm-hmm. And obviously the pulp and the skins and everything take up maybe about, I would say, about 20% of the volume. Yeah. Because there's a lot of water yeah. and juice. And especially when they pick Sauvignon Blanc, that's going to be a very fresh and juicy grape it's not going to yeah. be dried out or you right. know so still going to have a lot of substance mm-hmm. substance and Sustenance. i'm not sure about the volume 
of during fermentation how that changes the volume of it i don't either so on average about 15 to 20 pounds of grapes come from a single vine over a three-year period say that one more time i know on average about 15 to 20 pounds of grapes okay from one vine over three years how old is that vine i don't know yeah it's a good question i feel like that so that means a typical grapevine can turn out six to eight bottles of wine in about three years. Of Sauvignon Blanc specifically? No, just in general. I is feel it, like there's some... Is that just this average? This is an average, yeah. Okay, I was, okay. So uh, it, generally speaking, you would need at least five single vines just to make, a make case. one case of wine. Yeah. Wow. So I thought that was interesting. That's very interesting. <laughs> I love that. That's great. Crazy, right? Okay. Are you ready for my last question? Yeah, I've already failed, so it's fine. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter. Pressure off. <laughs> okay, this one I think is super interesting. Which of the following is not one of the top six countries in the world in terms of surface area dedicated to Sauvignon Blanc? Okay. So which one is not, not one the, of top the top six? six? Okay. And we're talking surface area. So vines planted. Okay. A, Chile. B, United States. C, South Africa, D, Australia. Not in the top six. Well, shit. I don't This is tough. That is very tough. Yeah, I think I made it really hard. Thanks. <laughs> I'm excited to tell you the list. So I'm what's excited on, what's to on, hear the list. So what's on the list? So France is on the list. New Zealand is on the list. Yeah, those aren't, yeah. For sure. We know that. I'm going to say California is on the list. Countries. Oh, United States. Oh, interesting. Um, I was like, that is. It <laughs> <laughs> is a country. <laughs> I'm so stupid. No, you're not. <laughs> I mean, in wine world, it feels like it should be. A it should be its own country, <laughs> just like Texas wants to be its own country yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because of its own culture. Um, yeah. Okay, so New Zealand. France are on their own, are on the list. I want to say Australia is on the list. I want to say I'm between, uh, I want to say South Africa is on the list. I'm between Chile and America. Okay. Am I right? Narrowed it down correctly. Okay, cool. Yay. Okay, cool. (laughs) Um, I'm going to say, because Chile is such a tiny ass country, I'm going to say Chile is not in the top six. You are incorrect. Damn it. The United States is not in the top six. Okay. Which I, was I was really, surprised. I'm very surprised by that. But, but I guess Cabernet, so it's not very big. Also, Cabernet just takes up all the surface so area. True. And so Chardonnay true. take up the entire surface area of California. That's where all I was between it. Yeah, that's tough. I should say. Chile as a country, but it's still bigger than California as a state. Want, yeah. Because yeah. let's say, obviously, United States, but only California really grows. Having a and block. I couldn't even figure out I, where United States was on the list. So I have no idea. Oh, wow. So number one is France, of course. Yeah. 3.8% of vines are Sauvignon Blanc. Okay. New Zealand's number two. 69% of its vines. Okay, so... Wait, what? I'm sorry. 31,000... 
vines of Sauvignon Blanc in France, where there's 24,000 vines of Sauvignon Blanc in New Zealand. But percentage-wise... Okay, I, I was like, all wait, what? <laughs> Sorry to confuse everybody. It was going off, yeah. So how many vines? vines? How many mm-hmm. vines? Got it. Yeah, so Sauvignon Blanc, or sorry, so France. France, New Zealand, only differing by 6,000 vines. Wow. Chile was three. Oh, wow, they okay. they have 15,000 Sauvignon Blanc vines, but it's only 7% of total vines. Okay, yeah, 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 because so there's makes all, all the other... There's, yeah, all the other Bordeaux varietals. Yes, exactly. Number four was South Africa. Okay. 10,000 vines. That makes sense, though, because they also, I feel they do a pretty fair, even amount of grapes. I agree. All in South Africa. Yeah. That's why, that was my, like, logistical that deduction. That probably would have been the one I threw out. Is the fact that Sauvignon Blanc, or sorry, South Africa, all the grapes they grow, I feel they grow in equal amounts. Yeah, I could see that. So they have the Chenin Blanc, they have Cab, Cab, Syrah, Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah. Number five was Australia at 6,000 vines. And number six is Romania. Like, I what? read that. <laughs> I read that. That also Romania 6, has a lot. They have the same amount as Australia. That's wild. I couldn't believe that. What's seven? I don't know. I okay. only got you six. You only got the six? I okay. Only, it only told me six. Well, that's so really cool. So I would think maybe... Um, United I was States. so close. You were so, I mean, yeah, that was, that was like the tricky one. I was like, this one's tough because I don't think I would have picked U.S. No, the bottle Especially one is tough. we're tasting. Well, that one's really, yeah, the first <laughs> two were definitely very tough, <laughs> but. I've always been terrible at, guess how many chocolate uh-huh. kisses are in that jar? <laughs> like, I don't freaking know. Noted. <laughs> Didn't know that about you. <laughs> <laughs> how the hell am I supposed to figure this out? Yeah, it's tough. Uh, Not anyway. ideal. If, okay. I, if I, I could figure it out, if I could actually count the, cer- you know, like yeah. the how many are going vertical, example. how many are going horizontal, how many around the, like I could figure that out yeah. by doing like Simple actual math. geometry yes. math, exactly. but like eyeballing it, no, no. <laughs> especially having to take something that's going to be made into something else and trying to figure I mean, out. I said 2000 and it's 200. <laughs> like, I really don't know what the hell I'm it's talking fine. about. No, fine. I think that's a fair guess. I mean, you were just thinking of the bigger bottles. I was thinking of a Magnum. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So totally Nebuchadnezzar. Makes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Balthazar. Yes. <laughs> oh, anyways. Yeah, there's my cute little quiz. I love it. I great. This is great. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed. I don't have anything else. I don't either. If I'm you... so glad you guys are joining Me us. Too. And we're having so much fun. Grab all your friends and tell them to tune in. We absolutely love all the feedback we're getting so far. And, you know, we're getting a little bit of a baby following. So yes. that's good. It's Thanks a very baby following. Thanks Instagram. for hanging out with us. <laughs> We love uh, the weekly wine picks. Yes. We love doing them, and we like that you guys are enjoying that as well. Yes. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I'm just all smiles right now. Me too. That was a good one. But, well, thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate it. We hope that we made your night, evening, morning, whatever, better, better with, with wine. wine.